Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'll take you for a ride on the devil ship. I'll take you for a ride where you sink or swim. Now come with me and let this start begin. Emil! Motherfucker. Welcome back to the English side of things. Thank you so much for having me. You've been switching to the dark side, the French side, the money side. It's not even the dark side, bro. I'm having, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, on stage, I've been having more fun in French the last month, month and a half than I, ha- than I am in English. Of course. It's like if you're doing a dirty crack for 10 years and then you're like, wait, there's <laughs> clean crack in this town? And then you start doing the clean crack. They the let me go wherever kid. I want. I could exactly. take, any, I could go as crazy as I want and it's just like, Oh, that's nuts. Carry on. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. No one sees me after shows and they're like, that is offensive. No one does that. It hasn't to me. happened yet? And French? Yeah. No, they're having fun. They get it. They get that it's jokes. They do understand that it's jokes, but I was wondering if the French side is actually easier in the sense of political correctness than it is, let's say, with the English side in Montreal specifically. In Montreal, what I've noticed is they're not really as woke as on the English side yet. The English scene is because I've done a lot of scissor room. Yeah. Peronis, it lets uh, me do whatever I want. Uh, Comedyness, I haven't had any issues with the comedy clubs. I feel like, where do you feel like it's more difficult to go in with these jokes? Uh, at the nest, but not because everyone's like that. Because there's going to be pockets of people who are like that. And then, because especially at half capacity now, it's not a good room to divide the audience. Okay. It's not. No, you don't want to divide them. No. So they're already divided. <laughs> physically. Ex- physically, yeah. So there's been plenty of stuff like the last week or so when I go on that I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm not, I want to try this, but I can't here. Okay. Because I know it's going to be too much work getting them back into it, and I'm going to ruin the night for the next comic, so I just won't, you know? So I'll, yeah. I'll limit it. I tried some, like, I snuck some stuff in over the weekend, okay. which is pretty funny, just to ask the comics backstage, like, uh, what did you think of this new one? I'm working on it. Like, what do you think of that? And like, oh, okay, try it. Like, you know, so we were messing around. But in general, I'm trying to keep it. Uh, I, I, I did a bit of my harder stuff on, um, I think, the, the early show Friday. And it, it worked, like, but because I, w- I didn't take any no's. Like, I wasn't like, oh, it's a f-. I didn't care. I just steamrolled through just it. Just through. And then I had a good portion of the crowd with me. Yeah. Okay. Especially now with the divided crowd, it's even more difficult to get them back in. Because when the nest is packed, it's a different story. Yeah. But when it's half capacity already, and then you're losing out of, let's say, 100 or 80 people another 40 and then you're working with 40 yeah, it's, that are at the end of the venue and it's like you, you can hear the echoes yeah it's, it's tough the nest is a very difficult club to bomb in oh you mean difficult to actually bomb or no, no, difficult well, like on when your you're emotions bombing, no when you're when you're on set when you're on stage and it's just not going well oh it's hard the nest is not engineered in a way where you can like laugh it off no because no, no, your laughs and your comment, there, first of all, you're going to hear the echo. Yeah. That's going to be, first of all, you're in a strip mall. So already <laughs> there, like, uh, it's a fucking, yeah. the old forum. There's the ghosts of Maurice Richard that are judging you. Yeah. And it's just, uh, like, let's say Bordel, at the Bordel. If you're on stage and your your set is just going horribly, the ceilings are low. Yeah, you can get away with it. You can get away with it. It's easy to get them back because the energy doesn't get lost. But the nest is what made me a good comedian. Because when you bomb, it you, goes bad. But when you're, when you're killing at the nest, it's a good feeling. And that's when you learn to... Try not to bomb. And also, if you're bombing, you try everything you can to save yourself. Yeah. So you could avoid that situation. So having those tools in my belt now, if I'm somewhere and I'm... Bo- it doesn't bother me. I'm like, yeah. That's the thing, because you had, especially on the French side, you've had 10 years of eating shit. Mm. And like the best crowds that you had were at the Nest. But other than the Nest in Quebec, there's not... Like Sid has a couple of good rooms. Sid has some good and crowds. And Sid just yeah. starting popping off like a couple years if ago. If Sid had a good room room, like made for comedy, not like a restaurant or anything like that, it would be, oh, it would be amazing, yeah. It would be amazing. Like Sid should have bought the Comedy Works. Well. Or whatever type of small venue. He should have, but I mean, with the fire and all that, he couldn't have even if he wanted to. But there was other venues that I, I told him to look into, but he, he didn't, I think. I feel like it's a lot of uh, investment up front. Like yeah. when you have to manage... Uh, uh, a whole club. Uh, a whole club. Uh, you need to hire staff. Uh, it's different now than just organizing shows. Fucking, I think for the the comedy series, like uh, in September, he he had like eight shows a night, like happening in fucking twelve different places. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. And they have to manage all everyone's egos. Yeah. 
You have to, everyone's ego, why am I not getting paid? Why is he getting paid? I've been doing this for 66 years. Bro, if you've been doing this for 66 years and you're still doing open mics, kill yourself. Yo, I saw a tweet. Uh, I, I don't want to talk so much about real news, but I saw a tweet that I was just shocked. So we were making fun of that. Uh, is she the health minister of Alberta? Decided, uh, that lady with the mask, right? You saw her. Where's with the, the fucking Purell? Let me yeah, fucking yeah, the Purell. But you know what she did today? So we made fun of the Purell thing. She yeah. kept putting... Uh, so today I see a video. She goes, now, let's say if you call in sick, if you're at school, you don't show up and you're sick for anything and you haven't gone tested for COVID, we're just going to assume you have COVID and count it as, as that. It's like, wait, what? Wait, as you, in like the statistics, like the provincial yeah, statistics yeah. for COVID? So, uh, provincial statistics and also the way they're going to treat you back. To, so let's say you have a headache. You're like, ah, I'm not going to work or a stomach ache. Yeah. If you don't get tested, they're going to be like, well, we're going to put you down as COVID. We're just going to assume it's COVID, which is fucking schoolyard shit. Who, who? How, how are we acting like this? <laughs> Imagine you're, miss, you're yeah. missing two weeks of pay because someone assumed that you had COVID. That's like how people used to do it. If you were like 30 and you were well-dressed and you were single, they're like, I'm just going to assume you're gay. Your family thinks you're gay. That's like, that's how it used to be. You know, it's just like, what do you mean? No, no, no. I'm just busy. I'm working. You're gay. Okay. That's what they're doing now. That's <laughs> what she's doing. Dick. That's it. Yeah. I had a headache three days ago. I had a, uh, I went to My get headache. a rapid test. Okay. Because I had a, a big headache and yeah. we were going to uh, St. Jerome with yeah. Mike and Preach and I didn't want to get anyone sick. Yeah. So I did the rapid test and it took 10 minutes. I was negative. But the lady even told me, she goes, yeah, you know, there are other, <laughs> there are the colds, bro. It's fucking September, October, you know, like there you are know, things that can fucking happen. You know, strep exists, right? This yeah. Is, like strep is still a thing. Like you can still get a cold. It's a, I, I was the type and I'm still the type of bit of overthinking it. So I'd rather be safe than sorry. So um, I'm lucky enough because my my uh, my girlfriend's sister works in the clinic, so I have access to, to I have access to stuff that babe that but like there's rapid tests you can go take it. Yeah. It takes fucking ten minutes. They put it in the thing and yeah, then yeah. they see if you're positive or not. But like if you have a headache, go to bed. First of all, you had your headache. What did you eat today? Did you drink enough water? Did you drink? Did you first of all? Did you drink water? Did you even look at water? That's the first. Cause I we, think I was just stressed. Stress, yeah. water, fucking weather. Give it. Let's say you still have a headache after four days. Yeah, of course, we'll get tested or like three days or if you want to, at least you're irresponsible. See, I can't fucking knock it down. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I just have a headache. It's been the, oh, no, no, it's not. It's not COVID. I just have a cold. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm coughing my lungs out. I have fever. It's not, it's not. Well, COVID you know what I tested time. the day before, but I had already paid. I had already booked and paid, so I went the next morning. But you okay. know how I knew there's no way I have COVID? Because it's a respiratory virus. So the day before, I went running for an hour to make sure. <laughs> and I ran for an hour. I came back home. I was like, fuck, I already paid for the test. I got to go in the morning. <laughs> how much was it? <laughs> 170 bucks. Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. Wait, there's two types of tests, though. There's the PCR and there's the antigen. Yeah, the antigen is the fast one. But antigen still counts as a test? Yeah, that's what they told me. Okay. I got my negative uh, results. Okay. Yeah. So she said... But she also told me, she goes, don't come back here again. She said, you're wasting your money. She said, if you want to do a rapid test since you showed up here, yeah. if you show up, there's a place called, I think, Canada Home Doctors downtown. If you go there, it's 60 bucks. Okay. Same test. Yeah. And if they come to you, you can make them come to you for like 160. So if I had called them to come to me, it would have been cheaper than me going to the fucking place I went. Fuck, because you went to the big ball or shot call. No, I, I just went to the one place I found on Google well, that I knew existed. Yeah. The, this is why SEO, this is why you can't trust anything. Yeah. You cannot trust anything in life because the person that just invests their money more on ad online advertising is just going to get you. I just didn't want to kill Mike. That was my goal. <laughs> this is my goal was I'll probably survive, but Mike's diabetic. I'm not going to kill him. Are you crazy? It's, it's so fucking... My I still, bestest butt in the world. I'm not going to... That's the one person I'm planning on not killing. <laughs> it's so fucking stressful. I still live with my parents, so every time I'm like... My dad got a heart... Uh, uh, they installed the pacemaker, so he was back home like... Uh, so every time, I, like I had two weddings back to back the same weekend, I'm like, you guys don't get close to me for the next week. Like I know that I'm not sick, I don't feel sick, uh, and mostly uh, it doesn't change anything. But Just most people case. are vaccinated, whatever it is. Like don't get close to me for the next week. I was wearing my mask inside the house, just like to stay as far away as possible. But as soon as I got to my room, whatever. But after 48 hours, my dad's just like, stop fucking around. If we were in Australia, you know what kind of beatings we'd be getting right <laughs> what now. What the fuck is going just on? Just being together in this room right now, the police would barge in and start beating us. <laughs> what the fuck is happening in Australia? Yeah, I don't think they understand how a virus works. This is just, at this point, there's right. being cautious and there's just fucking clown shit. Yeah, there's being Australian. They're the, head of the clown pyramid. They're beating the shit out of people in the street for nothing. <laughs> yeah, I've been, bro, we've been sharing the videos. It's been going, dude, they show up in SWAT gear. There's a guy walking like, he's out of his range because he have like two kilometer range and they're just breaking him. He's like, how the fuck is this? It's like a cartoon. It's like uh, the movie Idiocracy. Yeah. It's almost like that. He's So there's a woman walking. She's unfaithed because she's close to home. But because he passed the two kilometer range, bam, they're just breaking him. <laughs> it's amazing. 
they're still stuck in 2020. That's the problem. Even 2020, I don't know how that would help. No, but I mean, like, I don't have a feeling that we're going to go back to curfews to go back to whatever it is here. Major lockdown where oh. everybody's shaming everybody for going out, which we don't know. Well, hold on, hold on. I saw tweets to, right while I was sitting waiting for you that said, uh, if locking me down is going to save a person's life uh, to do surgery again, save a grandma, whatever, has a whole list of virtual signaling stuff, mm. then lock me down again. And then all these tweets of people like, yeah, I can't wait for the next lockdown. These people, it's so dangerous. They should lock us all down and all this stuff. I'm like, are you all fucking insane? What are you talking about? None of what you're saying is true. It, they were saying the same stuff a few months ago. Once we're all double jabbed, life goes back to normal. We're all double jabbed. Life is not back to normal. Not even close. Yeah. And it's just something that if, like, what's what's the limits to this shit? Like, uh, up until some point, I understand that a lot of people are at risk. Uh, it's very dangerous for some people. You could be double vaxxed and then you still get it and you still get something very, yeah. like an extreme version of it. You have to take risks in life. You have to take risks in life. But also, like, the reason why our hospital capacity is overcrowded by the COVID cases. It's not because there's so many COVID cases. It's, it's because, because there's, there's three nurse for, uh, for three <laughs> nurses for 15 people. There's nine beds in all of Quebec. Yeah. We, have, we have nine beds <laughs> in all of Quebec. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the problem. No, there's no more yeah. than nine beds. So overcapacity is 12 people in the hospital. Overcapacity. Yeah. Uh, or uh, uh, obligatory uh, uh, overtime for nurses. This shit should be illegal. Imagine, imagine you're out of the podcast. You finish your two-hour podcast, and someone shows up with a gun to your head, and they're like, "You need to do three hours straight now." Yeah, or else you you gotta find another job. Or else, sorry, you're not gonna be a nurse. So up until some point, this whole shit about locking me down forever. Good for you if you're working from home. Yeah, but the restaurant owner. The fuck is he gonna do? Yeah, they don't. Everyone's selfish now. It's not about them. It's about me. I feel safe here, so stay home. Yeah. Why would I, everyone else need to listen, be locked down? Listen, I'm not complaining. I was loving the first three weeks. First three weeks of lockdown was the first time in my entire life that I got break. some sort of normalcy in the sense of I had a schedule. I was working from home. So, and even then, my company was paying us not to do anything for the first five weeks. That's we were amazing. getting paid to not do anything. We were paid, so I wake up. Have my coffee, go for my walk, come back, write for an hour, film a sketch, edit the podcast, read, watch a movie with my family, and then go to bed. It was fucking beautiful. That's a good schedule. Lock me down two weeks a year. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Okay. Pay like, me. Un that's unrelated to paid vacation time. Yeah. Like that's unrelated to like not going on tour for two weeks. The government should have a fund where they lock everybody down. We get rid of all the viruses for this extra two years. We stomp. Uh, what would you say? Stomp the curb, and then. Just for two weeks, not more. I'd be down for that, but it's not going to happen. And I don't know if it's helping. So I don't, It just feels like a circus situation that we're living in right now. You saw her face when she was putting the purel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then she takes off her mask, which is already on her face. So even if there's something on her face that she needs to disinfect afterwards, she already touched her face yeah. with the dirty mask, and then she put the mask on the podium, and then, which when and you take then, off the mask, you're spitting on the podium. Yeah. And then and she then, pureled again. Pirel again during the four minutes. Yeah. And it's not even like, I have this tendency now, wherever I walk in, if there's Pirel, I'll just put. It's just but that's clearly theater right now at this point. She's 100%. Just <sighs> you're not, you're not, uh, you're, my, my, I love my girlfriend to death. To death. But she still Lysols everything. Like anything that walks, like everything that comes in, like she needs to Lysol. Yeah. And at this point, it's just mental illness. Like it's, it's nothing more like. Not her fault. It's They're not, just spreading fear. No, but she, but the thing is, she was germaphobe before it was cool. Okay. She was a germaphobe before. You know what cool. we are? You know what your podcast is? You know what my podcast is? I'll tell you. We're, first of all, we're, we spread cheer. Mainstream media spreads fear. That's the slogan. Let's do that, Poseidon. That's our slogan. Oh, we, like spread that. we spread cheer while fucking CNN spreads fear. That's what we're doing. We spread cheer. They spread fear. Yeah. They spread fear. Yeah. They do is spread there, fear. Is there any, uh, any news out there that is completely, um, uh, how do you say it? Uh, Unbiased. Unbiased, but also straight up facts. No, no, no. All of them Fox. They're all shit. Uh, the only people online you'll find, like there's, uh, what are they called? Breaking points. Yeah, Sagar and uh, what's the the, the, the... the woman and the guy, the yeah. Indian guy. Yeah. Those two, from what I've noticed, they'll just bring in the facts and they'll attack him and, and talk about what they think sometimes. But it's mostly this happened. Here you go. And they'll yeah. look into... They're the only ones I've seen. The problem is it's an online thing. Not everyone's going to see them. So the, the main... Uh, essence of most people who just watch that is fear. Because me and him have heard people speaking to us. We we had a fan that spoke to us outside, 
And he was telling me, he's like, oh, are you, uh, are you uh, mad that you went on Rogan now? And I go, why would I be mad that I went on Rogan? I love Rogan. And he goes, yeah, because he was taking horse medicine. And I go, he didn't take horse medicine. This has been disproven. It was a human medicine they took. They, they lied for some fucking reason about horse dewormer, but he took the human version that a doctor prescribed to him that has been given to billions of fucking people. And he's like, no, no, it was for horses. I saw, And me and him were both shocked. We're like, it's not actually for horses. And if it was for horses and that worked, Sign me up. I'll, if you tell me cat ass. medication is going to heal me, I'll take cat medication. What are you talking about? <laughs> whatever he ended up like throwing the kitchen sink at him yeah. or whatever treating with COVID. Hey. It worked. So it give it to me. For him. Yeah. At your own risk. By the way, if you're retarded enough to see that Rogan took some sort of med- medication supervised yeah. and you're retarded enough to take to it go, unsupervised. To take it unsupervised in a quantity, just like fucking <laughs> Alex Jones that popped like 10 fucking pills on air. Ivermectin? <laughs> just washing them down with beer. And yeah. <laughs> but he, he also took the human one. He went and got it from the it pharmacy. They yeah. take the horsey worm. Right? The, yeah. the, uh, Ivermectin is something that they prescribe to people. It's yeah. an antiviral. But <laughs> like if you're, if you're stupid enough to first of all, go to the pharmacy, get it in unsupervised amounts for whatever and you're I, trying to but cheat. But I think you need a prescription anyway. You need a prescription. Yeah. But also on the other side, if you're stupid enough to advertise false information, yeah. in the end, the thing is, social media used to be for uh, your enjoyment. It used yeah. to be something you log on to to disconnect. And now whatever happens, you're just going to get fucking bombarded. It's just like a big bag of dicks that's thrown at your face. Like you can't just go online and enjoy. I still go on Twitter. I still go on Instagram. I try at least Instagram. Well, no, actually, I can't say this. It's still polarized and there's still a fucking people. Did you see Guillaume Lemaitre's Vierge? Dude, he was in my head right now. I was about to bring him up. I'm trying to drop by Hyundai. I'm, I want to invite him on the French podcast. Oh, I, Explain the story for people who don't know him. So, Guillaume Levitz-Siverge is Quebec's little child. Like, he's been an actor since he was five years old. Okay. He's been doing this shit for 40 years now. Um, if he was in Hollywood, he would have been molested by now. Uh, he, pre- <laughs> he either got molested or was molested. So, uh, 40 years in the business... Got a couple of roles, and he was saying it even in his video. He's like, "J'ai été le chouchou." I was the uh, uh, golden child, the of, golden child of yeah. Quebec acting, and like I've done roles for everybody, young people, old people. He's hosted TV shows, competitions. He was le porte-parole, so he was the um, the face of Hyundai, the spokesperson Hyundai, for Hyundai here, yeah, for Hyundai here in Quebec for close to fifteen years, million dollar contract, yeah, huge amounts of money, and he. I don't think, from what I recall, he got anything like. No backlash in the past. No, he's no sexual harassment. No just a sexual good dude has a family. Just a good dude, a hard worker, like an actor, like poster child. Yeah. His face is a commercial. Like his face, his person, like perfect body, perfect face. He was the poster child for anything. That for the record, wanted. I had no idea who he was until this happened. So uh, he uh, ended up leaking to the press that he might lose a contract or two because he was not getting vaccinated and they were only asking actors that were in very close contact to each other to be vaccinated on set. Yeah. Which, whether you're okay with it, you're not okay with it, whatever the fuck it is, this is their guidelines for these uh, for yeah. these shows. So they were saying that he potentially w- was going to lose more contracts yeah. leading up to it. Uh, and people around him are just like, no, we don't want to talk about it. Like if ever he wants to talk about it, whatever, he's been very safe on set they get tested uh whenever he's off camera he puts back on his mask stays away which we know that whether you are vaccinated or not it you makes can no difference catch yeah. it and spread it whatever it is so after it ended up going mainstream and people were talking shit about him online three four days later he goes uh, uh he films himself in this car which is already the first faux pas like it's known now that if you're filming yourself in your car, it's because you're some sort of cons- like you're some sort of conspiracy theorist. Like what? What no, a no, dumb like, leap! No, but it's it's not the best. Like cre- like uh, creative direction should have been a bit better. Like you should have filmed yourself in the in lab, the shower, okay, in the lab, in the fucking at a facility, at a testing facility, That's like stupid. <laughs> instead of a vaccination center. Like put a bit more effort into where you're filming yourself. Anyways, what he says is. J'ai fait mes recherches. I did my research. I, I did my research. I'm not comfortable. Sorry, I keep forgetting that there's an international following here. I did my research. Uh, I'm not comfortable enough yet to take whatever vaccine is out. I wanted to wait for the Quebec vaccine. Medicago. Yeah, I heard there's going to be a Quebec vaccine. Yeah, there's going to be a Quebec vaccine. It was supposed to be released, released like a new October iPhone. now. October-ish, like that, yeah. around fall. So he's like, I've done my research. Listen, the government was telling me go take AstraZeneca. Then they're like, no, don't take it. So I ended up doing my research and I'm not comfortable with anything that is out now. I want to take this vaccine yeah this is my opinion this is what my choice I'm comfortable is. doing this is my choice i'm not promoting anybody don't take it or take it you do whatever the fuck you want this is not what i want to do yeah 
people in his comments started calling him anti-vax, no, dangerous. A lot of the people in his comments were like, "I'm double vax, but I support." Thank you so much. But yeah, for, you're allowed to take whatever the fuck you want if you. Thank you so much for positioning yourself that way. This is the first time that someone says it in a clear manner. Uh, yeah, you want to take a vegan, non-tested on animal, fucking tomato, uh, organic tomato vaccine. That's fine. This is your decision. So a lot of people were supporting him and they're like, hey, this, like, this is not supposed to be public discussion. Exactly. Your this personal is a personal choice, thing. Yeah. Like, you're still taking your safety measures on set. Uh, you're not promoting. It's not like he's a anti-vax and like he's going on his social media. But that's what people. they were calling him. Yeah, that's what I they saw. Tweets. People were like, "Hyundai, are you really going to keep this guy as your spokesperson?" They were attacking Hyundai, yeah. to, and they were forced him to fire him because the guy said, uh, "I'm waiting for the vaccine that I'm comfortable with to take." It's insane. These he's people, like, these going people to are morons. So they ended up. Uh, Hyundai ended up dropping him. Hyundai's which, stupid which too. you see the difference in the videos. The first video that he posted a couple of days ago, he's like energetic, like he looks young. And now like two, two, 48 hours later, he posted a video thanking Hyundai for the for their partnership. And his fucking beard is white. He's losing half his hair. Like, I'd be uh, angry too if I was him. Just to, forget Hyundai, at the stupidity of people. At the stupidity of people. It's those same people that when uh, you go, oh, no, I don't want beer. You know, it's like, ah. Oh, so uh, you think people that drink beer are stupid, huh? It's like, what? I, no, no, I'm just... I don't want beer. I'll have, I don't know, something else. Whatever I have a beer do. next week. I'm just not down right yeah, I'm now. Yeah, I don't feel like beer right now. Oh, yeah, because we're idiots. We're rednecks. Okay, it's that's the same mentality because at first, I didn't know, yeah. I never heard of this guy. I heard people were saying there's this crazy anti-vax guy in Quebec. He's a big actor. He's telling people not to get vaccinated. I was like, so I, it's yesterday. I went to look at him and I found that video where he's talking. I'm like, what the fuck? This guy's the opposite of anti-vax. Yeah. What, what are they talking about? They're just looking for reasons to fight. Just like, I need to find the enemy. You know who does this? People that are not comfortable with their decision. There are some people, and we're going to say the truth right now, there are some people who got vaccinated because they fell for like the, the peer pressure only, not yeah. because they thought, and now they're pissed that other people are like, well, I picked my vaccine. Well, uh, I'm going to wait for the right one. They're getting pissed. Yeah. They're like, I didn't do that. So they're making you out to Feel be the devil. It. But the guy didn't say anything anti-vax, didn't say anything about you not doing it. Doing. All he said was, look, we have the choice of, we had the choice of a lot. Now we have the choice of two. I don't like either of these. He doesn't like, I guess, the mRNA stuff. So he goes, I'm going to wait for the Quebec one. Maybe. If that wasn't a valid excuse, why are they allowing the Quebec one to go on the market? But why are they allowing even people to choose at this point? If if everybody's going to fucking... If anytime you have an opinion that is divergent of yours, just fucking get mm. some drones and just yeah. fucking AK-47 the vaccines on the street. Yeah, yeah let's, go, let's go full let's communist. Let's just go fucking yeah. full communist. Shoot it up my ass when I walk into Costco and that's it. Like, And also, one thing. One thing that I need to say about... Uh, GLT Guillaume Le Multiverge, he did try to go into restaurants without a vaccine passport. Like, what do you mean? Tell them you know who I am. At the door, like two restaurants, he walked up and he's like, "Come on, you know who I am." And they're like, "I don't give a shit." Who you are. Like, uh, first, well, first of all, you can't pull you can't pull the you know who I am in Quebec. Like, there's no actors that is famous enough. Like, you're not Michael Jackson. Don't try no. to. Only Mike can pull that, but he doesn't do that. Uh, he doesn't do it. And they all know then, who he is, and he's like, "I don't want to come here. You only you don't have vegan food." Exactly. Exactly. So at this point, like... Well, yeah, but I'm with him on the... Pa the passports are stupid. I don't the like passport the passport. That's yeah. the thing. The passport is stupid. It's, it's, not, it's not really doing anything, or yeah. it might be doing anything. You any could be anti-passport. doesn't mean that you're anti-vaccine. Vax anti I'm vaccinated, yeah. and I'm not necessarily for the passport. Like, I, I don't think... Again, it's, it's like the proper or the, the end to all measures. Yeah. But this is what's in store now. This, these are the rules, okay? You're not vaccinated. Don't fucking bust the guy that fucking the, his boss. He's like paying, getting paid ten bucks an hour. Yeah, he doesn't want to be there. The he, he doesn't want to ask you. He doesn't want to. He doesn't even want to scan your pass. He wishes there was no passport. He, he yeah. would rather kill himself than yeah. to be doing what he's doing yeah, right now. Yeah. And like, don't don't pull the uh, up in the back door. You know who I am. You want to call Hyundai? Yo, most of my friends now are stopping their uh, restaurants from having dine in because they noticed that as soon as they implement the passports, most of the customers who are vaxxed or even unvaxxed just never came back. Even no. The vax ones are like, I don't want to do this shit. So the capacity, it's like, what's the, f my sh my place was jamming again and yeah. now it's not even, so fuck that. I'm not going to invest in that. I'm not going to check anyone's passport. You can only take take out or delivery. Fuck off. A lot of venues are not doing it. I went to a couple of weddings and they they were checking the passports, but if you didn't have your passports, like, oops. They, they can't, they can't fucking, yeah. uh, they can't control everything. And at some point, uh, this is all theater up until mm -hmm. we say that like, oh, it did work or oh, it did not work. We're going to have to implement. And in the end, in the end, it won't change anything. No. <laughs> like, everything is already written for the future. Like, we already know the trends because this is a virus that comes and goes. And the trends are leading towards something that is going to be a bit higher towards the end. 
let's hope that we don't have to feel like Anne Frank uh, celebrating Christmas uh, this year compared to last year because yeah. like at some Anne point Anne Frank big fan of Christmas <laughs> uh, big, big Christmas celebrator people know this right. so at this point like you you either accept what's happening or you go uh, protest and then if you're in Australia I fucking wish you have a good body armor because you get fucking Australia they need to do civil war yeah. I feel like in Australia you get shot just for breathing because you actually you're out there and you're just at a park you're so, minding your business you're eating some ice cream oi dude have his mask on and somebody just fucking Superman punches you in the face like what are you doing dangerous that's dangerous I'm here for your health And what you, you just punched me in the your, fucking face. And you don't have a mask on. Yeah. And you're punching him in the face. And that's it. <laughs> Didn't they do... Lunacy. Yeah, it's lunacy. Didn't lunacy. They, uh, they... There was like 16-year-old kids at a beach. And they were... Like there was a new segment of like four to five minutes where it's like a COVID shame rundown. And they shamed people by their name. They're like, this guy tested positive and he still went out of his house. Yeah. And they were calling by his name and there was his face I on I saw the that news. guy. They were following him. It's weird that they follow him, but also that guy's a bit of a dick He's too. a fucking asshole. He's a dick. Like, you know, He's you just, just wait it out. Yeah. Wait it out, dickhead. You know? He's a fucking asshole. Well, this is what's happening right now is that there's no more middle ground. It's yeah. like if you're if you're against the vaccine passport, you're four people going uh, at the Bell Center and coughing down people's throats. You know what's fucking crazy is if you're against the passport, people start calling you anti-vaxxer. People are calling vaccinated people, fully vaccinated people who are against the passport anti like the name the word anti like we're changing the meaning of words yeah we're just changing the meaning of words yeah you know who we should uh, all execute chris pratt why would he do didn't you see that he was casted as uh, mario no yeah <laughs> chris pratt is going super to voice, mario he's going to voice super mario wait voice so it's a cartoon it's a cartoon oh that's gonna be because i thought if it was a like live action that doesn't make any sense no, no, but as a cartoon oh yeah. i could see his voice that'd it's, be funny it's well it's fucking hilarious because everybody on twitter was like this is anti-italian discrimination as a joke like they were fucking oh, okay. pushing the 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 thing and was the, anyone actually offended Uh, I'm not sure. I don't give a fuck. I just love the Sopranos memes. Everything you were seeing on, on Twitter is like Sopranos memes. This is anti-Italian discrimination. Yeah, they should have used Tony Soprano's uh, voice. All the clips they have from all the years Sopranos. Yeah, the fucking voice Mario. Yeah, yeah he's like, I, I what are you doing in you. that pipe? I work in sanitation. <laughs> oh, for oh. a guy, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the voice of Mario. Be, that's going to be edits that are going to happen. A hundred percent. What's your opinion about like these... Uh, When they adapt, well, was there any, ever any uh, like Mario type of Mario universe movie or no? Yeah, there was the real life, the live action one that the came fuck? out. Yeah, it had uh, John Leguizamo in it. You never knew that? No. Bro, it was a terrible film. It was one of the worst movies ever made. Okay. It was, called, the it was called Super Mario Bros. Or Mario, Mario Bros. Bros. A real life movie. Okay. Yeah. You never heard about that? Jesus Christ, what the fuck is yeah, this shit? It was horrible. Mario, <laughs> why is Mario bald? Like, he actually looks like a plumber. Yeah, 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 they okay, were plumbers. What the fuck? It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Okay. It wasn't good at all. Did you watch Sonic? No, because I thought it was going to be shit. Is it good? Well, the first edit of the trailer was garbage. I remember that, yeah. And then they ended up tweaking it. They changed everything. Okay, they changed how he looked, but as a movie, was it I good? I don't know. Apparently, it's well-rated. Oh, uh, Jim Carrey's a fucking... I'm pretty sure Jim Carrey was good in his role, but I didn't watch it. I, I'm not sure I, I can... Like even Mortal Kombat, I had a hard time. Mortal Kombat was not good. It was not good. I have a hard time watching these movies because it's like, these are the games of my childhood and I don't want to invest myself into something that's going to break my heart. So Mortal Kombat was good and not good. I'll, I'll give you the good and not good. It was, it felt very low budget. It was good in the sense that it was just fan service. Just random moves and violence and words, like like callbacks to the game. Like, eh, eh, you play the game, you get what I'm saying? Okay. But- As a, a story, it felt like a shitty ripoff of the original Mortal Kombat movie that came out. Which was garbage. Which was amazing. garbage already. And amazing. It It's was the an same. amazing garbage bag. It was the same thing. It was amazing garbage. Mm. But there was some stuff that I, I told him that really bothered me. Like um, the guy who's playing, I guess, uh, I think Scorpion or whatever, or the new Scorpion, or uh, however the fuck it works, one of these guys. So he's not, um, he was adopted when he was young. He was okay. given a, up as a baby. And he, he grew up in Chicago adopted family he's got no ties to japan <laughs> but for some reason as an adult when they're like i think sub-zero scorpion's talking to him he knows what he's saying and he replies to him it's like bro this guy's never been exposed to japanese he's some american <laughs> kid from chicago what do you like it would be more okay so that's a flaw in the script yeah it would be more credible if he just started singing trap music <laughs> i would believe that more 
than him randomly speaking or understanding Japanese. So if, little liberties that they took like that. If right before come over, he was just like, Chirac, and then- Yeah, yeah that, that would make sense. <laughs> Chirac! Like, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. I'm I down. didn't know that Scorpion was a kid from Chicago. Yeah, I think it's Scorpion that plays, uh, or Scorpion's nephew or some shit That's like that. That's in the original uh, in the original game? or No, no in this fucking movie. movie. Okay, in this fucking, okay. That's how they try to include diversity. Yeah. <laughs> a kid from Chicago became But he's still Scorpion. Asian. Okay, he's still Asian. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay. But it doesn't have to make sense. No, it just has to be fighting. Yeah. It just has to be fighting. Yeah. I, um, I'm pumped to get back to shows, man. Mm. I'm pumped to get back to shows. I see they started opening up for Mike. Yeah, I've been opening up for Mike, so that's been a lot of fun in French. Just to, and it's me, Mike, and Preach, so it's like the dream team. We're just having who's, uh, who's driving the oh Preach, bro. Preach doesn't play. Okay. Preach is the only one that could drive big. Because uh, when we went uh, when we went to Saint Jean sur Richelieu, Jacob, and uh, we opened for Mike, yeah. and uh, as soon as we get in the car, Mike is like, "We like, let's go, we'll buy une We take a, we grab a beer, we start drinking in the car. We we get there, we do the show, and when we're when we're when we were coming out, there's like two guys that were ended up chilling with us backstage. We ended up getting fucking shit faced in the VR. We chill outside for like three, four hours. Mike's driving. He's like, "Let me show you my old house." He gets into the guy's. <laughs> he gets into the guy's car. He's fucking driving to the old house. We're in Saint Jean sur Richelieu. He's fucking speeding down the way. And I'm like, the only thing that's running through my mind now is, if anything happens. Michelle is gonna kill us. Like, there's, yeah. <laughs> we're getting fucking stabbed by Michelle. Yeah, like, no fucking, we started pissing on the car. Like, we, it was a night to fucking remember. Yeah, you could get when you're with comedians, it could get crazy real quick. Okay, have, did you ever have this phase? I feel like you never had the phase of like being a very uh, 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 drugs, alcohol, like fucking partying hard. Partying hard, yeah, but not uh, drugs and all, like alcohol. Obviously, I'll drink, but not drugs. You drink less now. I drink a lot less. Yeah. I haven't drank. So a you used to drink a lot. Like you had this very never a rebellious. Lot. No, uh, no, no, never a lot. Like I'll okay. drink, but I'll never drink to get shit faced. Okay. I don't like being drunk. Okay. But I'm I'm always willing to party. I don't need. Here's the thing: people need to get shit faced, make bad decisions, and then blame it on the alcohol. I make bad decisions sober. I don't need the alcohol. Stone cold Steve sober. Yeah, stone cold fucking sober. I'll make these uh, bad decisions. But yeah, no, I like to I like to hang out, tell jokes, party, do stupid shit. Uh, not anymore. Now I've tamed down. I got a business to run. Yeah. Goddamn face of There's a corporation. There's rent to pay. There's rent to pay. I'm, you know, mm. Pantel's comedy here. Uh, but in general, I never needed it. So people always thought like, oh, this guy's trying to be like straight edge. Yeah. But I would always fuck around more than anyone else. It's just yeah. that I didn't need to be drunk. I didn't need the excuse. If I want to fuck around, I'll fuck around. Some people are uh, are uh, very prolific at being drunks. Like Mike is one of these examples where we did this whole show. We got shit faced. We got back to his place at fucking three a.m. He was outside, barely able to walk, and then one second he just snaps out of it and he starts talking business to us. Mike is <clears throat> a professional. He's really a professional. Like, yeah. We drank the whole night, and as soon as we got in front of his place, we were saying bye, and he's like, "Hey guys, I have this business idea," and then yeah. he just started talking about the business idea. I'm like, "How the fuck did we go from?" This to this in such a small span of time. And we have friends in common. We're not going to name now. There's no point of shaming people who are in the business and they can't control their drinking. And it does the opposite. It ruins their business. Yeah. It ruins. All, and you, you probably already think of who I'm talking about. But uh, And I've had to give these people sometimes a stern talking to. I've been like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You're ruining. You're wasting your chances. Yeah. It's like, oh, but, you know, he gets drunk. Yeah, but they're always up. Uh, in the morning, they're doing their shit. They're never late. They're you know, so they're they know. during business meetings. Yeah, during uh, like they, they don't show up drunk at business no. meetings. I'll give you that much, you no. fucking idiot. And they're they're presentable. They're not sloppy. You yeah. have to do the same thing. Yeah, like me and him, we fuck around a lot. Even Mike, like we're let's say uh, the show's far. We're going somewhere. We're touring. Mike's drink. We're having fun. But the next day, if I have something to do in the morning, I'm gonna be there. Yeah. If I end up uh, like it's happened where I've had to come back from shows late. And then there's been podcasts I need to come out and editing or whatever. And I'll be done at five in the morning. Yeah. The next day, if I had something at 10, a meeting or at nine, I'm going to be at that meeting normal. Fine. 100%. 100%. Even oh, I had to film something for Derek. He's doing a pilot for uh, the show he's trying to pitch. And uh, I, it was Friday. It was my birthday. And I had to spend it with fucking Derek and uh, the rest of the crew. Derek, Abdul, Chantal, all that. Because uh, I went to the Nest to do two shows with him. They wanted to film that. And then film us going to a restaurant in the middle of the night eating okay. uh, different stuff. So it ended at around three, three something. So my entire birthday, I spent it with them. Yeah. Because I had promised I was going to do it. Okay. But like a goddamn professional. Next morning, I had shit to do. I was up. I did it. No one realized that I was tired and I slept at five in the morning. Nobody knew. 
I did my my my. That's what video. a real man does. But that's what you have to do, or else you can't make it. If you keep no. taking days off, someone no. else is gonna take your shit. You know what I love though? I'm not really into the gossip of the whole industry and whatever. But every once in a while, I'll just stick around after a show. I'll grab a beer with some comics that I haven't spoken to in a while. And then there's always this story where like this is comic, and then they're like, "Yeah, you guys didn't know he smokes crack." And you, oh, I've never heard and, that. And you're like, "What the fuck? Like, how? Where? Who? Where can you find crack? First of all, and who smokes crack? Like, it's not a in this." day and age in this day and age it's not a very like who goes like how shitty is your life for you to have to shoot yourself up like with heroin like what gets you to the point where you have to take heroin like you're a comic everything works well like you've been touring you make a bit of money here you make a bit of money there you have a couple of projects and at some point you're having a cigarette outside and someone's smoking crack, smoke crack. <laughs> like, that guy looks like he has his shit together the guy <laughs> living in a box that guy looks like I, I all I know is alcoholics and cokeheads. I didn't know about I didn't the, know. the that's crack it, that, or the That's hair. why I find it interesting that every once in a while you have these stories of like, yeah, this person takes fentanyl and you're like, what the fuck, fuck is going on? <laughs> but like these extreme stories yeah. of uh, of uh, fucking child pornography and you're like, what the? I thought we were just making these little jokes on stage and then we have a beer after and like yeah. you stress about having a poutine because you don't want to go to bed too late and then you have these comics like doing crack. Yeah, it's true. Me when I'm like, I can't eat carbs at night. I'm gonna feel like a piece of garbage. I can't go on stage like That's that. And then, then they're like, "Bro, I got this." <laughs> Is it fucking 1968? Like, yeah. who, who the fuck does crack in 2021? <laughs> like, this is. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Holy shit, you got other drugs you could be doing. But how good is crack if you know what crack is and you still do crack? I heard that. So, someone said that once. They said, imagine how good crack is if people are willing to risk everything for crack. Risk everything. Or like, let's say teachers, teachers in high schools that are willing to risk their whole career for fucking 16-year-old dick. Like, how oh, good yeah. is 16-year-old dick for you to put five years of education in the past, 10 years of uh, fucking working hard as a teacher, trying to teach the youth, and then you look at fucking Jaden and you're like, you fucking are about to blow my ass up. Jaden, I saw your dodgeball game <laughs> over the lunch hour, <laughs> I must say. Very erotic, the way you catch the ball. And the way you send the ball. Can I nibble on your penis? <laughs> May I? Nibble May I? <laughs> and the kids May are like, oh, all right. But a lot of those kids, uh, the 16, whenever I say 16-year-old boy, uh, and there's like a hot 30-year-old teacher, and then he rats her out, I'm never mad at the teacher. <laughs> if it's a boy, I'm always mad at the boy. If it's a girl, then I'm mad at the teacher. Yeah, that's true. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. You're 16. trying to ruin that girl's life. If it's a boy, I'm like, you stupid you motherfucker. Know, like 11, 12, at some point you're like, yeah, maybe. But as 16 year old, if a teacher comes up to me and wants to suck my dick, it's because I'm aware that the teacher wants to suck my dick. Yeah, I'm and, not getting... And if it's a hot... Anything. Yeah, exactly. If it's a hot teacher too, uh. bro, this is the pinnacle of you. But for a girl, I see it differently. For a girl, even if she's fucking 17, yeah. I'm like, get the fuck away from there, bro. Even if she's 46, you're like, you fucking, how dare you? You get the fuck away from her. You know, yeah, even if yeah. it's, it's 25 and the guy's older, man, you get the fuck away from her. You <laughs> She's know? a child. She's a child, sir. But if it's sir. like, if it's a 16 year old boy, for some reason, I'm like, what a dummy. What a fuck. The, the, I think the teacher. The teacher. No, no, the, the, the boy's a dummy for ratting out the teacher. Yeah, for ratting out if the teacher. If there's a hot teacher course, and yeah. you're 16 years old as a guy, I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm living through my experiences. Yeah. Well, I have had some hot ass teachers. They didn't try to bang me. Yeah. They should have. <laughs> I should go back to school right now. <laughs> yeah, who are, first of all, where, where are these schools, bro? Where are the, uh, What's crazy in the States is I keep seeing all these, whenever they show a photo, it's very rare that it's an ugly woman. They show a lot of times this beautiful, beautiful gorgeous woman. Yeah. It's like, where were these teachers? Florida. Yeah, hot chicks trying to bang teachers, uh, trying to bang students. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's definitely a double standard, I find. And it's one that I'm guilty of myself. For some reason, 100%? if it's a girl, I lose my shit. I go, that son of a bitch. That's, that's true. And sometimes the girl actually wants it. Sometimes she's 16 I don't she believe it Every time I'm always like It's that son of a bitch's fault He's ruining that poor kid But if it's a 16 year old boy I'm like Good job player Play on player <laughs> Except I don't know why like One of these fucking 700 pound teacher That just corners you Into a fucking That's just, rape sir <laughs> But Is it just Do you have rape, the same It's only rape If the teacher is ugly This is Yeah <laughs> then it's known But are you Are you like me Or yeah. you have that double standard too? I don't know why Is it everyone who has that I feel like it's easier To fall into that and double e standard Even for, though uh, guys are dumber Than girls so it should be the other way around because uh, women mature faster mentally than hundred like, percent guys don't like it when you say that, but that's, that's truth. That's true. We're, we're way dumber. Right? <laughs> yeah. 100%. We're way dumber, especially at that age for longer, for longer. Yeah. And still I find it, um, actually, 
Yeah, and I still find it offensive the other way only. Yeah, but I feel like the difference is uh, for a guy, especially at 15, 16, it, it's a question of fantasy. So yeah. let's say if the teacher ends up approaching you and you feel genuinely attracted to the teacher, but I feel like for a girl, why we ha we jump to that conclusion, it's because of the power dynamic and the sense of like, I feel like at 15, 16, when you're a girl, it's way easier to, um, get, manipulated to get manipulated by an older yeah. And you're like, uh, there's this... Um, a guy won't put this sense of trust into a woman teacher. It's mostly like very, uh, very raw, very like sexual. Yeah. As in like, it goes more mentally for the girl as in like, this is my, it's less of like, just yeah, fucking eat my pussy yeah, at yeah, 15, yeah. 16. It's more of like, I'll trust this man with my I Look pureness. up to him. Yeah. I, I look up to him. That's I, what bothers he's me. A, yeah. Exactly. There's no power dynamic with the teacher, except if you're, you're a 16 year old boy and maybe your thing is getting toes up your ass and maybe she's a dominatrix. Like this, is, <laughs> this might be your thing. Yeah. So then we're talking about power dynamics because we think about it more sexually than a 16 year old girl that maybe trusts this man more with her, uh, with like her safety, her, maybe she'll develop emotions where a 16 year old boy won't fall in love with this. I assume I'm generalizing. I'm now. assuming maybe too. I'm, yeah, we're fucking assuming here. But some of these teachers are crazy, bro. They get pregnant. They're so stupid. Now they're ruining but, the kid's what, life. But what the fuck happens in your life? What makes it snap? I don't know. Again, maybe like, yeah, like what is, is it the hormones? Is it fucking, uh, what happens at some point in your career where you're like, you know what? I'll just put like my family and like I'm done with my family. It's just a 16 I'm year going old with this volleyball track star. <laughs> this future volleyball track star. Yeah. I'm, fucking, I'm willing for him to impregnate me. Like, I'm willing to hold this ch this man's child. This Man. boy's child. This boy's child. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's, uh, it, it, yeah, you're right. They're risking everything. And then they go to jail. <laughs> and then when they get out of jail, they see that their, their lover not only has a girlfriend, but he's working at McDonald's. <laughs> I, I had higher hopes for you. It's like, no. No, I'm I was 16. a child. I'm a 16-year-old child. I'm now like 20. I'm still a doofus. I <laughs> impregnated you. I wasn't that smart. It's like the man that leaves his wife after marrying her for 30 years for a younger woman, and then he realizes that there's fucking nothing there. Yeah, he's like, he's this is true love. <laughs> okay. If you say so, Bob. I love you. We're about to find out whether it is true or not. If this 19-year-old blonde girl would fake this is true love. Yo, are, are sh is shit opening up so we could fly around again? Because I got to do some shows in other cities. I'm getting fucking tired. We're going to start doing some pop-up shows. Yeah. I feel like we're going to surprise people uh, right before we start heading out to venues. It's going to be a good French mix of English, a couple of surprise uh, invitations. If you're wondering why he's saying that, if people don't know, Emil Khoury, responsible for all of the touring I do. Yeah, fucking people, answer your yeah. fucking emails, pieces of shit. Uh, they're fucking, uh, it's been a bit more difficult dealing with venues now because uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. You're too nice. Understaffed, uh, under, un under everything, under over. Uh, but yeah, man, we're going to start fucking... Uh, I see them as disrespectful sons of bitches. That's how I see them. fucking assholes. Reply to a goddamn email. That's it. Or how, a phone call. How difficult is it? Yeah. How difficult is it to fucking reply to an email? If I see your message or your email, I will reply. That's it. And I see my emails. Everybody sees their emails. It's like you have that one friend that you always text they never answer, but when you're yeah. with them, their fucking phone is fucking stuck to their ass. Uh, uh. Inside their asshole. The phone is literally filled with shit because it was up their asshole for so long. But they don't reply to your but text. They, they don't reply to you. Sometimes I do forget to reply to text. I see it, and in my head I've replied. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, this is the answer. And then I'm like, I'll send in a second. And then it's gone. The notification's gone. Yeah. In my head, I sent the message. I have a couple of people that text me often that I don't like. Like, I, I don't like texting in general. because I'll No, sorry. I don't like phone calls. I only text for, let's say, business purposes. If I want to catch up with you, we'll either, we'll either meet up physically in person or let's say you give me a call, what's up? We'll have this conversation on top. But I have some friends that just want to text. Oh, just? They just want to converse. Hey, Emil, how you feeling, bud? Just like, hey, did you see this? Like, oh, yeah, then back and forth. And then they keep going. Like, how was your day? And I'm like, oh, that's a bit much. We're, we're doing this now? Like, we're we're having a, if, like, I'll text my girlfriend. Yeah, that's, I have no problem. I want to know how her day is going. Yeah, but your your day is going to be... Like you, you have to send me something very exciting for me to be able to like maintain a conversation. Yeah, we we don't have that type of relationship. I don't do that either with you. You give me a call, we follow up. I give you a call, we follow up. Yeah. When there's something What's going important, on here? what's going on here? But then I know that I'm going to see you at a show, and then we're going to catch up there. Yeah. If there's nothing urgent, you're not going to try to be like, "Hey, you up?" No, I got so much <laughs> shit to do. I don't have time for that. <laughs> Who the fuck has time to have conversations by text? Some people are full time texters. Yeah, they're just texting their friends the whole day. Are you 15 years old? What's the point of that? Are you 15 years old? My sister is 17. Yeah, she'll Snapchat her friends all day long, whatever it is. Snapchat? Are you fucking... So you better be careful. That's where chicks send naked but you photos, know what? I heard. This is what I thought it was, but there's a resurgence in, uh, in Snapchat users 
because the youth uses it as their texting method. Why? Because they got used to it when they were kids, like 12, 15, 13 years old. They were on Snapchat were on sending sna- dick pics at 12 years old, these More people? than dick pics, dick pics, dick pics, but it's not a social media app anymore. It's just like we use WhatsApp. It's just don't, they don't use WhatsApp. Really? Yeah, they use Snapchat. I was thinking, I'm like, oh, the Snapchat stock is going back up and like they're trying to rebrand and whatever. Snapchat, when we started using it, was mostly for stories. You would post so people could see it. But now I've never gone big on Snapchat. I used to use Snapchat a lot for stories for like the moment. So for 24 hours before Instagram had their stories. So you would post them on Snapchat and then everybody ripped it off from them. Uh, but I've, I don't use Snapchat anymore. But the kids are more than sending pictures. They just use it to text Interesting. Yeah, they're like, why would I use Messenger? Why would I use WhatsApp? The new kid for kids is using Snapchat. So it's crazy that a company like this has like a sort of uh, resurgence in users. Yeah, I don't know why you would use that app. Isn't it more comfortable just text via text message app? Apparently it is. Doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense. I don't. And then again, who knows bro, what the next trend is going to be? I don't understand. Imagine having the next app. Who the fuck releases apps anymore? Everyone. There's no, an app for everything. Yeah, there's an app for everything, but who sits down now? The thing in 2010 was you sit down with your friends, just like, I have this idea for an app. Oh, that's what and you And create mean. a new app. But now if you're sitting down, you're like, I have this idea for an app. You're psychotic. Go to a fucking, <laughs> go to a mental institution. Like, if, like, you you won't create the new TikTok. You won't create the new TikTok. That's true. I remember years ago, people used to always come up to me when I was working in apps. Like, yeah. yo, I got the new Facebook. I go, no, you don't. Facebook was the Facebook. Uh, you got to think of something else. But now I think it's more of creating apps for your specific business. For example, exactly. us, we're working on an app now for podcasting. Yeah, this which yes. is for our stuff. Yes. That makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. It doesn't make sense to just go. But sitting down and coming up with an original concept. I mean, if you have it, fucking go for it. I might be completely wrong. But I feel like it's not this gold mine anymore that it used to be. Like No, because there's so much out there. You to try to get market share is going to be almost impossible. It's going to cost you so much money to first of all develop it, market it, test it, market it, implement it, make it like now I'm addicted to Instagram. Like my phone is always fucking, I'm always opening it. Like Twitter is always open. Because you just want to see? I just want to see always. And like I sometimes I put my phone down. I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? I just wasted an hour on nothing. I like like Twitter. Twitter is fantastic. Instagram too. I deleted Facebook. It's toxic. Twitter. But for some reason, I like the simplicity. I could go on, type something and then leave it. Yeah, and it's text. You have to be witty. Yeah. As much as it's toxic, it's and oftentimes I'll see like a viral tweet. I like it. I'm like, oh, but I don't support these people's comments. <laughs> like, I, I like, I'm not supposed to be like this person's tweets because like, fuck what they're saying. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not on par with. But them. it's a good tweet. But it's a good tweet. Yeah. So you have to show them love. Yeah, it happens to me too. And yeah, then people to are like, love. why do you like this person? They did this. I go, no, no I like the tweet. Mm. This was a funny tweet. And they say he deserves my respect. He deserves my. But Instagram, I like too. I just don't post enough on it. No. I like the stories. Yeah, because it's quick and yeah. dirty. Yeah, but I don't like. Um, you know what? I don't like. I don't like the commitment. You have to commit on Instagram. That's what bother, about all of them. What bothers me is that hey, you haven't posted in two days. What's up with that, bro? You okay? <laughs> That's what bugs me. Like I always have to advertise what I'm doing. Yeah. Or else people forget and they go on to the next. Yeah. Thing. That kind of pisses me off. Yeah, see, we haven't posted sketches in a while now, and I'm starting to itch. I'm like, oh, fuck, are people going to start forgetting about the sketches? Are people, f- like, we, yes, we post podcasts every week. Yes, I'm active on stories and whatever, but, like, I'm getting this new Twitter hook. Like, I, I like post, I, I make it a point to post at least one joke a day sometimes, one joke every two days, because it's, like, it's the only platform that you can actually test out jokes online. Yeah. Like, we have the stage where we can test out jokes, but sometimes you just want to sling a joke or two, see what the what the fuck happens, and then you... You we should sit down. Yeah. We should write a couple of sketches and film them. We have the whole crew. We bring Jacob. We got him. We got Phil. We 100%. Can. We should do some... Uh, the people need to see what the fuck we're about. Yeah. It's mostly racism. <laughs> it's only racism. Oh, yeah. It's true. We've changed. We, we're rebranding. <laughs> we're rebranding. We're trying to get new markets. Pantelis Comedy promotes racism. Yeah. CNN promotes fear. This is... The <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. CNN promotes a lot of racism. Indirect racism. Yeah, now I think everyone's talking shit about like um, the n- people that don't want to get uh, vaccinated in New York and stuff. And it's mostly that are not allowed in restaurants, but it's mostly black and Hispanic people. And so they're just not basically people that are stopping them from going into stores. You're just stopping black and Hispanic people from going into stores now. So it's it's very weird. But imagine being the kid that works at scores. You don't like want to be your new, your new responsibility is being the passport vaccine police. Yeah, what am I? I work for border control. What the fuck am I doing here? I don't get paid enough for this shit. I don't get paid enough for this shit. So at some point, at some point, 
you have to realize that it's just like it's just people are gonna quit. People are gonna quit. They, nobody can find staff. Uh, nobody. Like this a, is real. The staff. Nobody thing. can find staff anywhere. I went to pick up some food at my favorite restaurant over the weekend for my birthdays, and what's uh, your favorite restaurant? Well, I'm not gonna say now oh, because okay. it, they had dropped in quality. Oh, okay. Um, I noticed like the staff that was fucking lost. Okay. The girl was slow and she was just dropping stuff all the time. I was like, well, why are you dropping plates? Like, you know, uh, the styrofoam. And it, it kind of bugged me. And then I was like, you know what? It's the guy who owns it wasn't there, but yeah. clearly he can't find staff. So he's taking whatever he can get. Yeah, you have Tim Hortons that don't open up before 10 a.m. now. Really? Yeah, you have Tim Hortons that are closed inside. It's only drive through My father's friend owns a couple of Tim Hortons. He's like, hey, we open up at 8. I can't do 24 hours anymore. Because they don't have people that want to work. We're three. <laughs> we're Holy three shit. and we need to cover a thousand hours a week we're f we're three people nobody wants to work mcdonald's is paying like fucking 19 bucks an hour now really yeah they can't find people god damn yo you want to go work at mcd's 25 bucks he's been itching to say something no okay that's it that's, he's contributed to the show i would fucking work at mcd's for 30 bucks an hour 30 bucks an hour now no but 30 bucks an hour when i was young yeah i'd become the fucking manager <laughs> Fucking 19 bucks an hour at McDonald's. Everything, yeah, yeah, you work at McDonald's, you get paid. 19 bucks an hour. 19 bucks an hour 17 good. bucks an hour, 18 bucks yeah. an hour. That's not bad. That's not bad for... But you know what's good? The Serb getting paid to stay at home. That's beautiful. It's a little, but as you can see, it has a negative effect on society because you still need people to work for something. But fuck society. I get paid to stay at home. Fuck but that. But then nothing's going to get built because if everybody does that, then there's going to be no one working for factories. Nothing's going to get built, clothes, made, all that. Everything goes down the toilet. You need to have a, a working class i'm telling you we we i uh, i had my engagement party two weeks ago three weeks ago congratulations and we rented tables for the venue and uh the day of uh the day of the engagement the owner of the place calls me no sorry the day before he's like hey where are the tables we still haven't received them so i called the guy from the uh, that was supposed to deliver the tables and he's like hey man i don't have like i can't i don't have people to drive the trucks like i I'm so sorry, but I can't bring them. So why didn't he call you before? Uh, that's uh, that's another thing that uh, we'll discuss at a later time. But I'm like, oh, fuck. So we ended up picking up a truck from my dad's garage. We went to pick up the tables. We got there. He was by himself in the middle of an entrepot. And he has one of the biggest businesses for oh, uh, wow. uh, for rentals, tables, lights, uh, fucking anything that you need for a wedding venue. And he couldn't get drivers? He could not get drivers. And he's a, he's a family friend. He's a close friend of uh, our family. So we ended up getting the tables, getting them there. And then we were... We had to fill up the truck. We had to unfill the truck. And when I brought him there the next day, he's like, hey, come. I paid him. He's like, how much was I charging you? I'm like, this amount. He's like, just give me whatever. I gave it to him. He's like, come. He took the money. I paid him cash. He gave it to employees. He's like, whatever you give me, whatever people pay me, I just give it as extra to employees so they don't quit. Okay. Uh, we'll talk after, but uh, if he needs, I can hook him up with some legit employees that'll actually do the job. Yeah? Yeah, I got Perfect. some people who are very pissed off and just want to work. They don't want to. Okay, yeah. fucking beautiful. Yeah. And why don't they, they don't work anywhere else? Like, they're, no, okay. they're Well, the, there's also, I'm trying to hook them all up because everyone's trying to avoid going to shitty jobs. Okay. Because uh, one of them was actually going to McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, fuck, I, I want to quit. He's like, I'm, f you know, I don't want to be at McDonald's. Like they're paying better now. Buddy, goes, you, can find, McDonald's. you can find any other jobs than That's McDonald's. What, he, like it's not difficult to they find. They don't a job know. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to hook up Guido too. I'm trying to get my nephew to go work at uh, Guido's. Like, because uh, he has no, nobody has staff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the worst time to start a business right now. Yeah. Which sucks. I mean, even me, I have no staff. I'm stuck with this guy. <laughs> I've been looking for, for a different producer for a while now. One that won't try to eat the microphones, but I'm stuck with him. Goddamn animal. You fucking animal, Poseidon. How that. fucking dare you? I'm your bitch. How the fuck do you? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's getting uh, he's getting death threats every day. This guy's yo. So we 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 went back to um the Bordell Studio to record the last episode of Two Drink Minimum. How was it? It was, Did it you was guys weird being dust back. Off the fucking uh, yeah. We haven't used it in so long. Oh, fucking, it was so it's such strange. A shame. Yeah, we hadn't used it in so long, and it feels. I'll show you the video after. It feels so weird, like the look just being back there. Yeah. Good weird. Yeah. It was just strange. It was more of so a... So nobody's using the studio now except you guys. No one's using except for us, but they're going to... We're trying to get... Mike is trying to motivate everyone to get their French podcasts back up in order. And Poseidon's going to be the Bordel studio producer. Yalla! Yeah. Fucking producer extraordinaire went from renting out cars at the airport to being young Jamie for Quebec. Yeah, he's... And it's funny because Mike's like, yo, guys, get your shit together. You have the studio here. Start fucking producing your podcasts. Yeah. Get out there. People yeah. are wanting podcasts. Yeah. yeah. It's trying to motivate everyone. 
That's fucking sick. Well, the fucking studio is there to be used. Beautiful studio. The cameras, they have the black magic. It's fucking And insane. there's like nine of them. In, oh, dude, it's something else. It's fucking... I haven't been yet to the studio there. No, eh? No, I haven't visited You'll yet. you come. I fucking have seen it on the... And like it's... Mike has this thing where he's applying what he's seen outside yeah. to make the best out of what he has now. Like exactly. The, the Bordel studio is fucking beautiful. The Bordel is fucking beautiful too. Uh, the venue is well set up. The staff is well treated. Uh, when you go there as a comic, fucking the the green room as well. They yeah. make you feel like I, a star. They make you feel like a fucking star. So this is what we need to try to do is apply in what we've learned and what we've seen. Like you see the Rogan studio and you're like, yeah. how can we make this our studio? You walk in here, it's fucking beautiful. Well, this one here, I stole the, the length, all that from what I saw at Rogan studio. Okay. So I like the way the space that he had. Yeah. And I like the way, and I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, next time I get a chance. I'm going to try to mimic that. Obviously, the producer is on the other side in this one and all yeah. that just because the way I want I didn't want his back to the door because Rogan, it was to the side. It was never his back. You come in from the side of the rectangle, basically. And that's okay. how I wanted this place. But we didn't make it like that because I would have screwed over Phil's office. It uh, would have made the office. So you weird. built the space from scratch. Yeah, we built this from scratch, yeah. The walls were not there. No, no walls were here. Originally, if you look at the first plans, the, the walls, it would have been like, Rogan, you come in from the side and, and it's long like that. Oh, I thought yeah. you guys rented out the place and it was already set up the same way. No, no, no. It was empty. It was a whole, oh. it was just an empty, like, a, what is it, 16, 1800 square feet, whatever it is. And then we mapped it out how we wanted them to build it. That's fucking sick. Yeah. How, how stressful was it, though, when you fucking went all in and you're like, hey, we're going for it? Oh, very stressful. I even told him when I was signing the lease, too, I go, ah, oh, okay, so this is bankruptcy. This is what it's like. <laughs> Before you even walk in, you're like, this is going to taste beautiful. We're, we're filing for chapter 11. This yeah, is yeah. yeah. And <laughs> then it's funny because the guy, when I was signing it, he's like, uh, my friend, my friend, don't stress so much. And then I go, well, it's a big fucking, you know, I'm signing. And he goes, who cares? It's a corporation. <laughs> he goes, you can't pay. Fuck it. You go, the corporation goes bankrupt. You're fine. <laughs> even the guy time, he's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> start business. Start business. Yeah, yeah start another business. Who gives a shit? He goes. And then that kind of calmed me down a bit. That's he's, true. It's a corporation. He's like, yeah, don't take it personally. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't take it personal. Don't worry. Sign here. Sign here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sign here. Sign you here. have $5 of cash. Just don't yeah. take it personal. And then it turned out, uh, yeah, it was the best decision. Best fucking decision. Yeah. Okay, so you guys mapped it out. Did you work with the designer? Do you have a bit no, of No, I worked with Phil, which was the problem. Uh, <laughs> Phil knows, too. Next time, because we might have new studios soon. There's a lot of stuff in the works. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to a professional okay. to help us make it even better. Like Plus because you feel like you didn't optimize the space? I don't feel like we we, we optimize. My studio is fucking off. My studio is amazing. But I feel like we could have done better with someone with experience. Okay. Someone with experience. Not about, I know how to build a studio. It's just the space could have, if someone who knows interior design and all that, they would have been perfect or um, architects, you know, yeah. that build shit. They would have been like, no, no, no. Actually, if you do this and this, you save this much space, you do this. So it would have been way better if I had that. Okay. Yeah. Because now it was just like four squares on a piece of paper. It was like, basically me. This? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> me and him trying to figure that out. But the next one's going to be different. It's going to be even better. But I got lucky because my studio, I fucking love it. No, it's fucking perfect. Yeah. There's something uh, like walking into your studio, you walk in, you sit like this is. You use this as your office? Yeah, or hang do you out here. Mostly work from home. I mo well, I edit everything at home. Okay. I work from home. Uh, here, uh, I'll sit with him sometimes, but I, I go in the front of the lobby, the couches, chill there, like okay. where you found me this yeah. morning. Okay. Uh, I hang out There's there. something about having your own space which expands your creativity and you're like, it forces you. Like when you're sitting here, you're like, okay, this is costing me five Gs a month. Yeah, like yeah I, I better work. do something. <laughs> I need yeah. to fucking work. Because yeah, yeah. we have the small studio and sometimes when I'm not there, I'm like, I need to go back to remind myself that this is like, you need to start working to get a bigger space and to be able to develop and create even more content. Yeah. But you have to be soaking in that environment to be able to tell yourself like, okay, let's stop fucking around. We just wasted six hours on TikTok. It's time to get back to business. Well, it, I, there was stuff that I didn't notice that like other people made apparent to me. For example, Terry and Ted made it very apparent uh, what we have here when they go, guys, you have a great, like this is amazing. Like you, you the way you work around here, because you know, we'll just show up. I'll see Phil, we'll think of something, we'll talk, sometimes we'll film something or we'll just make a podcast or do whatever we want. And they were telling me, this is like, Terry and Ted were saying, this is how radio used to be in the 70s where you can actually go in. It's all creative people. You could sit down, think of an idea, and then actually execute it. Yeah. There's no, because here there's no, um, there's no levels of hoops I have to jump through. It's not like, there's can no we bureaucracy. film this? Who, this is zero bureaucracy. We have all the equipment. Well, like, you want to do something? Let's try it. Who cares a shit? Yeah. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but we're going to try it. Yeah. So we have something good here. And that's why if it gets even bigger and you have like a couple of podcasts happening simultaneously, then you're meeting in the lobby and you're like, what are you here for? Oh, I'm filming this guy's show. Oh, whatever. What do you, you want to do this? We're working on this sketch. All right, let me shoot it with you. Yeah. And they come. So I like that idea of building. Uh, kind of a mecca 
here for like um, entertainers and podcasters. 100% like a sort of a community where yeah. everybody shares. And also you want to try to not involve bureaucracy as long as possible in the sense of like, if this grows into a big business, you want to have like an umbrella for yeah. people to have as much independence as possible. And you want to work with people that are comfortable and aware of their environment. Like we have a couple of comic friends that we love what they do, but you would never work with them because yeah. you know that they're not reliable. Exactly. So no matter yeah. how much creativity they can bring to the table, They'll, if you can't the run a business with them, the execution is going to be garbage. And you know that it's going to affect your way of working. Exactly. No, I like people who they're creative, obviously, but they need to be willing to execute. So show up on time, do the things that you're supposed to do, yeah. you know? Not, uh, oh shit, was that today? Yeah. That I hate. Because then today? everyone else is ready and then you just fucked it up for another five, six people. Yeah. So now they're getting pissed off. Now they're not going to trust me. They're not. Gonna, so I don't like that stuff. I like people who are willing and ready to work and we'll do it here. We've got everything. 100%. So even Philly's trying to set up a new um, area for the morning show because we're trying to revamp that. Okay. Uh, we're just doing whatever the hell, because who's going to stop us? Well, you're your boss. Yeah. You and money is your boss too. So that's yeah. uh, if there's money coming in and you're able to finance your operations at some point, like the only reason why we make money is to reinvest into what we're doing. And we haven't even gone hardcore yet on uh, advertisers at all. We have the new media kit, all that, and we haven't even gone hard. Once we go I saw hard that you started working with the Suzy Kut uh, advertisers. Yeah, I work with the, well, they, st they started working with me. They, they reached out, uh, Laurence, very, very nice. And Mike, I think, is the one who told them, like, bring the French cast under the banner. Because the French cast, you, like, you see the Spotify numbers on that. It's, it's fuck, fucking bro. amazing. It's, it's my biggest podcast. It's fucking amazing. The whole network, the biggest podcast is the French cast. Man, it seems that it took you 10 years to find the love of your life and the love of your life is going to be, I feel like you have a big career that's waiting for you on the French side. Like that's uh, so the, people are uh, saying. You have the experience, you have the talent and also there's there's space to bring some new stuff. Yeah, They're very, they're open to my point of view. They're open to something different and they're in on the gag, which again, that's the thing that I, you can't you can't buy that. Either people are in on the gag, they get it, you're fucking around, or they're trying to f dig deep into every word you say to try to find something wrong with it. Yeah, I don't have that on the French scene. On the French scene, they get it. When they're going in, they go like, yeah, we're here to fuck around. It's like when they watch a movie, yeah. they know the guy's not an actual murderer. He's playing a role. That's it. They get it with comedy, Yeah, which I love. I heard that the journalists, some of them uh, on the French scene are the opposite. They try to fuck you over for whatever you say. But that's. Uh, but we'll all deal with that if it ever happens to me and they don't realize who they're dealing with. So, <laughs> so that's going to be a fun one. Yeah. When that happens, we'll see what, what the fuck happens. Oh. But uh, I'm telling you, there's something on the French side that is just going to bring you even more on the English side because, first of all, you're in Quebec. So there is a market. Yeah. It's like if you fucking. Uh, if you travel to Florida and then you're only working in French, you're like, there's. The fuck are you doing? Like there's, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a whole market here. So as much as you do on both sides, it will feed. Yeah, it'll feed. I'm doing both. I'm comfortable in both languages now. My yeah. French is getting better. I'm just having fun. It's more opportunities. Yeah. If there's no English show tonight, I'll find a French one. Yeah. And if there's no French, I'll find an English show. Yeah. That's the fucking, that's the beauty of being bilingual. And that's why fucking everybody should strive to at least learn another language is because it just opens up more doors. Oh, it opens up more doors. Yeah. If you don't speak, especially if you're in Montreal and you don't speak French, let's say you only speak English or vice versa, you're, you're missing half, especially if you don't speak French. Yeah. Uh, you're missing a good fucking portion. If you don't miss, if you don't speak French, you're missing on a good portion. Of course, because fucking 80% of what uh, operates in Quebec is in French. Yep. But if you don't speak English, you're also missing out on... Yeah, that's why emotions. it's very good to be bilingual. It helps. It's We take it for granted. Like, yeah. we're, we're trilingual. We take it for granted. We speak three languages. It's like, it's not even It's not even the second thought. A lot of people in Quebec don't speak English. I know. All. Or French. The, or French. Yeah. I When I used to work at Just for Laughs, uh, I was the only one on my team that would speak two languages. Really? The rest of the staff, I used to work in PR, they only spoke English. Only English. I'm like... Where were we born? They're like, oh, born and raised in Montreal. I'm like, how the fuck? How the fuck don't you? Like, listen, if you speak French and you have an accent, I understand. Like, it's, it's not your first language. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you speak fucking 99% of the time you're speaking English. So it's understandable that you have an accent. But you were born and raised in Montreal. And you don't understand it. And you don't speak or even understand French. That's what crazy. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, I've said that too. I've said that's insane. What the fuck is going on? You've been, Someone failed you. Someone failed you. Let's say you're Spanish and you're, let's say you're from you're in Miami. Your parents are Cuban. You're going to speak Spanish, but you're going to speak English because you yeah. need to fucking operate in, in the States. Yeah. How the fuck don't you know how to speak French? <laughs> how, 
how the fuck are you even operating? Yeah. You're not an old Chinese woman that came here to, to yeah, it eight came years here ago. When, yeah, yeah, it came here eight years ago. <laughs> You're like I Greek do nails lady. now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And even then, they'll do the effort of at yeah, least Yeah, they'll learn English. something, yeah. They'll learn something. Even French, they'll learn something. They'll make the effort. I've noticed that the people that you don't expect to make the effort will make the effort, and then the kids take it for granted and don't make the effort. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm happy with it. I'm happy for us too because you and Jacob, same thing. We're doing both languages. We're fucking around. Yeah. We're we got a lot of stuff. We're cooking. fucking around. This is the most important part. You need to fucking never forget that all of this is just fucking around. We can lose everything tomorrow. Mm. The only important part is do shit that you find fun. Uh, do shit that excites you, that gives you fucking a hard on, and then this will just feed off to other people. Like I met Jacob. We have a good uh, uh, relationship. Yeah. Uh, we have a good chemistry on stage, off stage together. So people see it. People see that we have fun and we're genuine in what we're saying. We don't try to filter ourselves. Uh, we don't try to hurt people. We just, we help whoever we can help. We try to be as funny as possible. And that's it. And at the end of the day, I'm not here to move social movements. Like I'm not here to create social movements. I'm just here to make you laugh. I'm here to make you think sometimes. It's just, it's not even make you think. It's here to like, you have a tragic story. We try to laugh about it. Yeah. Uh, we're laughing about stuff. We need to remind ourselves that we're fucking, you might die tomorrow. So in the end. Good odds, yeah. In the end, you just, we're just here to make people laugh. Don't take yourself too fucking seriously. And um, we've been lucky, man. We, we've said horrendous shit on the podcast. And most of the time, people give us the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And this is what's fucking beautiful is that, People are in on the gag. They're with us. They're not trying to work against us. Yeah, yeah, they get and, it. And even uh, we have a full paw on one of the podcasts, people in the comments will give us shit and we'll add like, I'm just like as a wink. It's just like a, hey, you said this. That's not factually correct, but like we ah, like, go it. fuck it's yourself. Itchy. Go fuck yourself. Yo, so uh, all your links are in the description. But Emil, are you doing anything in English soon? Uh, English soon uh, if ever we have any shows coming up we want to shows work. for sure but you gotta start doing a podcast in English yeah, too yeah I think the, I think the next step is a podcast in English yeah. uh, we're gonna talk about that I think the next step is a podcast in English I was thinking of starting something solo maybe uh, spread your wings bitch spread my wings bitch and uh, get the English side going yeah absolutely good I'm down we'll talk absolutely. about it Emil Corey yeah. more sketches in English also Oh, ske- uh, we're gonna talk about that after uh, we're this we're gonna talk about it after this but uh, yeah. at Emil Corey live everywhere links in the description thank you Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.